Well, I bring you greetings this morning in the name of Jesus. It's a blessing to be here with you. I've been looking forward to coming here, and I've been hearing about the development of this congregation, and that's always exciting to see that happening. Uh, and I just want to encourage you to, uh, to be faithful. And I, I was observing your, your facilities here reminded me a lot of the time when we started Shalom. Uh, we had less than ideal conditions as well there for a long time. We, uh, we had a, a building committee, a search committee established and we looked for seven years before we finally found property. We looked at and approved seven different properties and every time something fell through. So the Lord will provide. I just want to encourage you in that. And uh, we, uh, <clears throat> we are privileged to be a part of the family of God and uh, to be a local body, a brotherhood. And I just want to, uh, to help, uh, encourage you in that. For a message this morning, turn with me to Genesis chapter 24. I've titled my message, I Being in the Way, the Lord Led Me. And I was thinking, you know, in my opening remarks there, uh, the Lord will lead you, but you need to be in the way. You need to be doing something, and I, I see you doing that, and I want to encourage you there. Uh, this is the account of uh, finding a wife. For, for Isaac. I think I'm just going to read the uh, up to verse 49. This gives the story, and it's a very fascinating story. Genesis 24, verse 1. And Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house that ruled over all that he had, Put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh, and I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven, and the God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell. But thou shalt go unto my country, and to my kindred, and take a wife unto my son Isaac. And the servant said unto him, Peradventure the woman will, will not be willing to follow me unto this land. Must I needs bring thy son again? unto the land from whence thou camest. And Abraham said unto him, Beware that thou bring not my son thither again. The Lord God of heaven, which took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and which spake unto me, and that swear unto me, saying, Unto thy seed will I give this land, he shall send his angel before thee, and thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. And if the woman will not be willing to follow thee, then thou shalt be clear from this my oath. Only bring not my son thither again. And the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham his master and swear to him concerning that matter. And the servant took ten camels of the camels of his master and departed. For all the goods of his master were in his hand, and he rose and went to Mesopotamia unto the city of Nahor. And he made his camels to kneel down without the city by a well of water at the time of the evening, even the time that women go out to draw water. 
And he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day, and show kindness unto my master Abraham. And behold, I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water. And let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, Let down thy pitcher, I pray thee, that I may drink. And she shall say, Drink, and I will give thy camels drink also. Let the same be she that thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac. And thereby shall I know that thou hast showed kindness unto my master. And it came to pass, before he had done speaking, that, behold, Rebekah came out, who was born to Bethuel, the son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, with her pitcher upon her shoulder. <clears throat> and the damsel was very fair to look upon, a virgin, neither had any man known her. And she went down to the well and filled her pitcher and came up. And the servant ran to meet her and said, Let, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher. And she said, Drink, my lord. And she hasted and let down her pitcher upon her hand and gave him drink. And when she had done giving him drink, she said, I will draw water for thy camels also until they have done drinking. And she hasted and emptied her pitcher into the trough and ran again unto the well to draw water and drew for all his camels. And the man wondering at her held his peace to wit whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. And it came to pass, as the camels had done drinking, that the man took a golden earring of half a shekel weight and two bracelets for her hands of ten shekels weight of gold and said, Whose daughter art thou? Tell me, I pray thee, is there room in thy father's house for us to lodge in? And she said unto him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, which she bare unto Nahor. And she said, Moreover unto him, We have both straw and provender enough and room to lodge in. And the man, man bowed down his head and worshipped the Lord. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who hath not left destitute my master of his mercy and his truth. I, being in the way, the Lord led me to, the master, to my master's brethren, to the house of my master's brethren. And the damsel ran and told them of her mother's house the, these things. And Rebekah had a brother, and his name was Laban. And Laban ran out unto the man, unto the well. And it came to pass, when he saw the earring and the bracelets upon his sister's hands, and when he heard the words of Rebekah his sister, saying, Thus spake the man unto me, that he came unto the man, and behold, he stood by the camels at the well. And he said, Come in, thou blessed of the Lord. Therefore, wherefore, standest thou without? For I have prepared the house and the room for the camels. And the man came into his house, and he ungirded his camels, and gave straw and provender for the camels, and water to wash his feet and the men's feet that were with him. And there was set meat before him to eat. But he said, I will not eat until I have told my errand. And he said, Speak on. And he said, I am Abraham's servant. The Lord hath greatly blessed, hath blessed my master greatly, and he has become great, and he hath given him flocks and herds, and silver and gold, and men servants and maid servants, and camels and asses. And Sarah, my master's wife, bare a son to my master when she was old, and unto him hath he given all that he hath. 
And the master made me swear, saying, Thou shalt not take a wife to my son of the daughters of the Canaanites in whose land I dwell. But thou shalt go unto thy father's house, my father's house and to my kindred and take a wife unto my son. And, and I said unto my master, Peradventure the woman will not follow me. And he said unto me, The Lord before whom I walk will send his angel with thee and prosper thy way. And thou shalt take a wife for my son of thy, my kindred and of my father's house. Then shalt thou be clear from this mine oath. When thou comest to my kindred, and if they give not thee one, thou shalt be clear from my oath. And I came this day unto the well and said, O Lord of God of my master Abraham, if now thou do, do prosper my way which I go, behold, I stand, stand by the well of water, and it shall come to pass that when the virgin cometh forth to draw water, and I say to her, Give me, I pray thee, a little water of thy pitcher to drink. And she say to me, Both drink thou, and I will also draw for thy camels. Let the same be the woman whom the Lord hath anoint, appointed out for my master's son. And before I had done speaking in my heart, behold, Rebekah came forth with her pitcher on her shoulder, and she went down unto the well and drew water. And I said unto her, Let me drink, I pray thee. And she made haste and let down her pitcher from her shoulder and said, Drink, and I will give thy camels drink also. So I drank, and she made the camels drink also. And I asked her and said, Whose daughter art thou? And she said, The daughter of Bethuel, Nahor's son, whom Melchah bare unto him. And I put the earring upon her face and the bracelets upon her hands. And I bowed down my head and worshipped the Lord and blessed the Lord God of my master Abraham, which led me in the right way to take my master's brother's daughter unto his son. And now if thou wilt deal kindly and truly with my master, tell me, and if not, tell me that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. Then Bethuel, that Laban and Bethuel answered, The thing which proceedeth from the Lord, we cannot speak unto thee good or bad. Behold, Rebekah is before thee. Take her and go and let her be thy master's son wife, as the Lord had spoken. Again, this morning I, I want to uh, focus on that verse 27, where he said, I being in the way the Lord led me. Uh, I want to draw some conclusions that we can use in discerning the Lord's will in our lives. Uh, first of all, I want to look a bit at this uh, man, this eldest servant. Now, most he was his steward. Uh, this was the steward of his house. We remember, if if you remember. Many years before that, God had promised Abraham that he was going to have a son, uh, but it wasn't happening. God appeared to him again, and, and Abraham said, look, this, is, this goes back to uh, chapter 15. Uh, be Abraham, Abram said, behold, that to me thou hast given no seed, and to one born in my house is mine heir. And behold... <clears throat> no, excuse me, verse 2. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus? And behold, me, 
Uh, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. He was saying, this man is, uh, you know, going to be my heir, unless, unless you, you really come through with what you said. Uh, so we know that Eliezer was steward of his household back then. We don't know if it's the same fellow. Uh, but I'm going to call him Eliezer because I think it probably was. Uh, but uh, this idea of a steward, uh, we get some, you know, there, there was one of, the, uh, one of the parables of Jesus in uh, Luke chapter 12 that we've all, you know, we, we read that and we don't quite understand what he's talking about. But Luke chapter 12, verses 42 to 48 uh, and the Lord said, Who is then in that wise, that faithful and wise steward, whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household to give them their portion of meat in due season? Blessed is that servant, whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Of a truth I say unto you, he will make him ruler over all that he hath. But and if that servant say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to beat the men servants and the maidens, and to drink, eat and drink, and to be drunken, the Lord of that servant will come in a day when he looketh not for him, at an hour when he is not aware, and will cut him in sunder, and will appoint him his, appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. Now, in many ways, we are stewards of God's gifts to us. Uh, and so we can take from this, what we're looking at this morning, some real lessons for ourselves in trying to discern God's will for us. And so I want, I want to look uh, through uh, at that very uh, close, closely here. So this man, uh, everything was at his disposal. That's verse 10. And the, and the servant took ten camels of the camels of his master, for all the goods of his master were in his hand. Everything was at his disposal. Uh, and let's look at the charge he was given as well. In uh, verse 3, starting at verse 2. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of the house that ruleth over all that he had, Put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh, and I will make thee swear by the God of heaven, by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell, but thou shalt go unto my country and to my kindred and take a wife unto my servant Isaac. He said, you don't, you're not to take a wife from the daughters of the Canaanites. Uh, the command to only take a wife from the community of believers was not yet given. That was 400 years later when the law was given. But we see Abraham here desiring to be separate from the pagans around him. He said, thou shalt go unto my country and to my kindred. And I, uh, the, the Abraham's reply here 
to uh, Eliezer's uh, question, what happens if they won't send him, send a, a lady? Uh, and he said, Beware that thou bring not my son hither again. The Lord God of heaven, which took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, which, spare, which spake unto me, and that swear unto me, saying, Unto thy seed will I give this land. He shall send his angel before thee, and thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. He was confident in God's faithfulness. And you know, brothers and sisters, we can be confident that God will lead us through as we uh, put our trust in him and as we act on what he is asking of us. Now let's see what happened. Uh, verse 10, the servant took the camels, 10 camels of the camels of his master and departed and he took all that uh, he thought might be necessary. I, I see Eliezer here thinking through what is, needs to happen and, uh, and preparing for the journey. So uh, he took what, uh, what was necessary and he went. Where did he go? He went to Mesopotamia to the city of Nahor. Now, who was Nahor? Nahor was Abraham's brother. And uh, the city where Nahor lived and where Adam, Abraham, had moved from was known as Haran. And it was from Haran that God had called Abraham. His father, Terah, had led his family out of Ur of the Chaldees previous to that. Uh, and he had two sons living at that time, Abram and Nahor. His son Herod had died previous, and he had left a son Lot. So it was Terah, Abram, Abraham, and Sarah, his wife, and Lot that moved there originally. They settled in the city of Haran, and evidently Nahor and his uh, wife Milcah moved there later as well. We don't know how long they, uh, Abraham lived there until God called him to, uh, to move to the promised land. But Terah died there. So to Abraham, Haran was the city of his brother, Nahor. Its official name was Haran, but to Abraham, it was the city of his brother, Nahor. And that's where he told uh, Eliezer to go. The city of Nahor, uh, of uh, Haran was a major commercial center in what is known as the Fertile Crescent. Ur of the Chaldees was down at, close to the mouth of the, the uh, Euphrates River. Uh, to the west of that was Egypt, which was the main, those two civilizations were the, what was known the, the civilized world at that time. But the only way to get from the, e from the east, the Ur of the Chaldees, to Egypt was to go northwest along the Euphrates River up to Haran. And then you went southeast, uh, southwest, excuse me, down along the Mediterranean through the land of Canaan, which was where uh, Abraham was living, down to Egypt. And so Haran was up there at the top. It was quite a, tr uh, quite a trip. 
The, the reason you couldn't go due west was because the Syrian desert was in there. It was just too big to cross. So he did, Eliezer did exactly as Abraham had, had, Abraham had told him. But how was he going to know, how was he going to find Abram's family out of all the people of Haran? It was a big city. Let's consider his prayer when he, uh, when he got to Haran. Verse 12, And he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day, and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of city come out to draw water. And let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall pray, let down thy pitcher, I pray thee, that I may drink. And she shall say, Drink, and I will give thy camels drink also. Let the same be she that thou hast appointed by thy servant Isaac. And thereby shall I know that thou hast showed kindness unto my master. What happened next? It says, even before he was done praying, Rebecca showed up and responded exactly as he prayed. He didn't know at that time who she was. Uh, it wasn't until he asked her that, uh, who she, asked her who she was, that he knew God was really answering his prayer. Uh, and his response here is what I'd like to focus on for this message. Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who hath not left destitute my master of his mercy and truth. I being in the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. This prayer was made in the middle of the story. And that's important to remember. Uh, at this point, Eliezer did not know what was going to happen. Uh, but we find in this prayer the key to his ultimate success and also the key to finding God's will in our lives today. He said, I being in the way, the Lord led me. Eliezer was doing something. Uh, now, I'd like to look at this story from Eliezer's perspective a bit. He was given a mission to accomplish, and what did he know about that mission? Well, he knew he was to find a wife for Isaac. This wife was to be from Abraham's family. He knew the city, where the city was, where Abraham's family lived. It was Haran, the city of Nahor. He knew of Abraham's confidence that the Lord would lead him. He knew that if he couldn't find a wife from Abraham's family willing to go with him, he was free from his charge. He knew he had the provisions for the trip. But let's consider what he didn't know. He didn't know how he was going to find Abraham's uh, family in Haran. This is a big city. He didn't know how he was going to find a young woman out of Abraham's family when he did find him. 
When he did find a young woman, he didn't know if she would be willing to go and be married to a man that she had never saw. Uh, when he did find a young woman willing, would her family be willing to let her go? These were things that he didn't know. They're pretty major concerns. Uh, and it seems kind of silly to embark on a, on a journey with so many things unknown. But he did. He acted on what he knew. He knew why he was going. He knew where he was going. He knew of Abraham's confidence that God would lead him. He knew that if he did his best and failed to find a wife for Isaac from Abraham's family, then he was free from the charge. Uh, he knew the provisions for the journey were available. So he left. He left. He prayed for what he didn't know. And what again was it? He didn't know how he was going to find Abraham's family. He didn't know how he was going to find a, family, uh, find a girl out of Abraham's family when he did find them. Uh, and we went over that already. But let's read his prayer again. In verse 12, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water. And let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, Let down thy pitcher, I pray thee, that I may drink. And she shall say, Drink, and I will give thy camels drink also. Let the same be she that hath, hast, thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac. And thereby shall I know that thou hast showed kindness unto my master. That prayer covers everything he didn't know. And he laid it out before the Lord and said, Lord, here it is. Uh, and he trusted God to see him through it. He sat back and asked the appropriate questions and just marveled at how God laid it out before him. Uh, Eliezer fulfilled his mission. God revealed his will for Isaac, for a wife for Isaac, that met all the requirements. And she was beautiful as well. Uh, it was accomplished. The mission was accomplished. But that happened a long time ago. How do we make it happen today? Uh, I think we too can find God's will if we follow the example of this man. And I'd like to consider some of the traits of Eliezer. We know that he was trustworthy. He was a man of integrity. Abraham entrusted everything he had, him, had into his care. He was thorough. Uh, he made thorough preparations. Uh, we see when he, uh, when Rebecca took, uh, drew that water there, he was prepared to give her gifts. He obviously thought through this thing, and he was prepared. Uh, we find later when uh, they said yes, uh, Laban and Bethuel, 
that he gave gifts again. He was thoroughly prepared for the journey. Uh, and that's, he made sure he understood the charge that was given him. He knew what he was going for, and he took what was necessary. For us today, you know, in the early years of our walk with the Lord, we aren't usually given such a specific responsibility. But we are all charged with faithfulness to God. He has clearly outlined for us how he wants his people to live. Our first mission is faithfulness to his word. Faithfulness to word. We need uh, to his word. We need to read it. We need to study it. We need to spend time in the word. We need to spend time with God's people. We need to avoid those things and those situations that will draw our hearts away from God. We need to make sure that we understand God's what God's word teaches. We need to be alert. We need to make use of the provisions that God uh, has given to us. So he was very thorough. Thirdly, he was obedient. After he understood his mission and after he had made thorough, pre uh, thorough preparation, he left. Uh, did he understand how it was all going to work out? No, he didn't. He, there were a lot of things he didn't know. Uh, but he was obedient to what he did know. He understood his mission. He made thorough preparation. And he took that step of faith and left. And you know there's no substitute for obedience. Uh, nothing good happens without it. We need to obey to the full extent of our understanding. It needs to take place before we understand everything. King Saul was rejected by God, by God because he only went halfway. He was commanded to destroy the Amalekites completely. Instead, they kept the best to sacrifice. Samuel told him, Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken unto the fat of rams. And I think to, today we would say that to obey is better than to worship. There's a lot of, of uh, worship going on uh, where people are praising the Lord and so forth, but they're not walking uh, in the ways of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than worship. Eliezer's obedience started him on the path to success. He was also patient. Uh, Eliezer's journey to uh, Haran, the city of Nahor, was not a short trip. It probably took him at least a week to travel by camel train from Hebron in Canaan to Haran. I'm sure that that whole time he was wondering, how? How is this going to work out? How? Uh, but he was patient. He knew that the journey was part of the process. And you know, brothers and sisters, the journey is part of the process of finding God's will. 
We need to step out in faith to what we do know. Uh, and God will lead us as we, we go on. It wasn't until success was assured that we find him pushing to make things happen. After Bethuel and Laban had given their blessings, uh, Abraham, uh, Eliezer, wanted to get on with the journey. The next morning, he said, let's, you know, we want to go. And they said, well, give us 10 days anyhow. And he said, no, I want to get out of here. Uh, we find him pushing then. Once he knew God's will. Uh, and so patience is one of the biggest things that we need to learn in our walk with God. We want everything to happen now, especially in today's, today's society. You know, there's uh, instant pain relief, instant this, instant that. Uh, there are so many options. So much so that we forget that life is a journey. Good things take time. God's work uh, in our lives is a process of bringing us into conformity to the image of Christ. It doesn't happen quickly. Uh, it involves some hard lessons sometimes. It requires patience. Often we don't understand what God is trying to do in our lives. And we get so bogged down with the details that we forget what he's trying to accomplish. There's no substitute for patience in allowing God to work in our lives. The, the last two traits I want to look at are very close, closely tied together, and that was Eliezer's prayerfulness and his gratitude. Uh, his prayers arose when he was facing those unknowns. He got there to Haran, and now, how do I find a, a wife for Isaac? And he laid it out before the Lord. Uh, he knew what his mission was. He knew where to go. But he didn't know how to find Abram's kinfolk. And he didn't know how he was going to find a, lady, a young lady of that family. So we have that initial prayer here in verses 12 to 14. But let's go over to chapter, uh, verse 27. Uh, this was after Rebekah had said, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, whom she bare unto Nahor. And she said moreover unto him, We have both straw and provender enough and room to lodge in. And the man bowed down his head and worshipped the Lord and said, Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who hath not left destitute, my master of his mercy and his truth. I being in the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. So, it was his prayer of gratitude here. Uh, once God was beginning to open the, the, the revelation, uh, we go over to chapter, uh, to verse 52. Uh, verse 51, Behold, Rebekah is before thee. Take her and go. <coughs> Let her be thy master's son's wife, as the Lord has spoken. And it came to pass that when Abraham's servant heard their words, he worshipped the Lord, bowing himself to the earth. We see here Abraham, I mean Eliezer, making his request 
than sitting back and watching how God was going to fulfill that crest, that, that uh, request. You know, that's part of the process of finding uh, God's will today. God has a will and a plan for each one of us. Prayer is a big part of, that, of finding our place in his kingdom. But gratitude is just as big. And sometimes we, we don't quite get that the way we should. Uh, recognizing that God is at work in our lives. We all want to be involved in something that's significant, something that make a, makes a difference in the world around us. But God is more concerned about the trajectory of our lives than where we are at at the present. By trajectory, I mean where we're, where we're headed. When uh, you take a, when you shoot a gun, that bullet has a trajectory, and every different caliber has a different trajectory. Uh, but God knows, God is more concerned about where we're going than where we are at the present. God knows our hearts, where we're headed. He knows whether we'll submit to his work in our lives, the pruning, the chastening, the ongoing molding and shaping of our lives to reflect the glory of God. We don't know where he's going to take us. We may have no idea, but as we pray, he leads. And as his direction becomes evident to us, then we bow our heads in gratitude uh, for what he's doing. I, being in the way, the Lord led me. Notice, there's a cycle here. Uh, Eliezer was very thorough in trying to understand his mission and then in preparation for it. Uh, secondly, he was willing, he was obedient to what he did know. He knew what his mission was and he knew where he needed to go. Uh, to, to find a wife for Isaac that filled Abraham's criterion. Thirdly, he was patient. It took time for God's will to be revealed, and he didn't try to push it. Fourthly, he prayed for what he did not know. He prayed for what he did not know. He sought God's direction in his obedience. And finally, he was, he was grateful for God's answer to his prayers. There will always be things in this life that are beyond our understanding. The future is unknown. Uh, Eliezer was given that mission because he had displayed those traits before. Uh, if indeed he was the Eliezer of chapter 15, this was 55 years later. Uh, but you know, we move from one thing to the next. But really, the biggest thing that we need to pre prepare for is that moment when this life ends and we stand before the God of the universe. That's what we need to be working toward. It is possible to understand what is, what is God's will for our lives. 
And in every assignment or mission, our first responsibility is to be like Jesus. With that as our goal, we need to be thorough in understanding what that means for me. Uh, we need to be thorough in our preparation to meet that goal and for a life of service to him. Uh, with that as our goal, obedience to what we understand comes next. Thirdly, patience. God doesn't reveal his will all at once. We need to wait. And then do the next right thing. Just yesterday, I, I heard the story of a, a, uh, a couple who had very severe family uh, re marriage relations. Uh, and they, they worked their way through it. And the, the interviewer said, what would you have to say to somebody else who is in your shoes, where you had been? And that was one of the things that the, the man said, do the next right thing. And you know, no matter where we are in this process of, uh, of following God, whether we have failed miserably, do the next right thing. Uh, and that will lead us to what God's will is for our lives. Uh, wherever you are in your walk with the Lord, if you've been unfaithful, repent of that and then do the next right thing and God will lead you. Uh, prayer for what we do not understand is our only assurance of success in our journey of faith. God is faithful just as uh, Abraham had said. Then as we see God at work in answering those prayer, gratitude and thanks is, is only appropriate. I being in the way, the Lord led me. Brothers and sisters, we've got to be in the way. We've got to desire. We've got to be walking uh, to what we do know. That is a life that is pleasing to God and fulfilling to live. I want to close with a passage out of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 30. Isaiah chapter 30, I'd like to read verses 19 to 21. For the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem. Thou shalt weep no more. He will be very gracious to thee, unto thee at the voice of thy cry. When he shall hear it, he will answer thee. And though the Lord give thee the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet shall not thy teachers be removed unto a corner any more, but thine eyes shall see thy teachers, and thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk ye in it, when ye turn to the right hand or to the left. As we are in the way, God will uh, reveal his, his will for us. May that be your experience. Shall we kneel in?